0: We are not financial professionals, and this podcast is designed for entertainment purposes only. We are regular folks who do research and present opinions to an audience in a fun way. Our opinions should not be construed with the views of any organizations we may be affiliated with. This podcast does not represent the thoughts, intentions, plans, strategies of our employers it only represents the opinions of the authors if you need specific guidance on your own financial situation please consult a financial fiduciary professional if you haven't heard about anchor it's the easiest way to make a podcast let me explain it's free there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on spotify Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcasts with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started now. Jerry, happy Sunday. How you doing? Hey, man. How are you doing, Greg? Game good,
1: good uh well welcome everybody to the uh third uh podcast for the money vikings um you know jerry i was thinking today this is like when we used to go to longhorns and i really look forward to it
0: yeah just open up my beer right now yes
1: okay i like that yeah so so those of you don't know we uh we used to go to this uh kind of like dive bar restaurant place that had a John Wayne room and uh that's where we would strategize uh investing and, and personal finance ideas. And uh this is our this is our new way of doing it during COVID. So
0: yes. yes I know that's... I can't wait to go back there and uh it, it'll be fun once we uh, can go back there if uh if they even still have a John Wayne room.
1: Yes. I I that cannot go away. People <laughs> we'll have to we'll have to put pictures of that up. Yeah, at some point uh, on the blog. So, well, hey, let's let's jump into it because we have a lot. We um, we put together these show notes, you know, all these things we want to talk about. And during the week, like so many things come up. So there's like a lot to unpack tonight. Right. Definitely. Uh, yeah. And it goes fast. So um, so tonight. So it was a b- big week in the market. Um, uh, the The FANG stocks, right. Apple and Amazon and Facebook. And all those uh appear to be dominating right that's that's uh that continues to happen um but there's this weird thing jerry because there's all this like what from what i'm reading also there's all this like there's all this underlying kind of weakness in the you know in the economy right there's all these like, mm-hmm. sort of underlying currents of risk
0: yeah um, right
1: yeah. are you reading the same thing
0: i am i mean i'm from the perspective I'm seeing it is that these fang stocks are making up a huge uh, market cap weighting of the S&P 500 as we know it. So you know, as we see the market continue to go up and up, it really is driven by these four or five uh, dominating stocks, and that's great that uh, you know they're they're booking so much revenue and and uh, expanding and hiring uh but there are a lot of other stocks in the uh in the s p 500 and they're small caps and they're not uh as well so it's it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out
1: yeah i mean so that's it's it's uh it's one of the things as an investor you kind of are looking at and uh you know a lot of folks out there you know if you have 401ks or mutual funds you know, you probably have exposure to to these, uh, you know, to the Amazons and the Apples and the and the Facebooks of the world. Um, but, uh, you know, time time will tell. Uh, but speaking of 401ks, we're going to talk about a couple of things um, this evening. We're going to talk about a concept that Jerry and I came up with called the investing trifecta. And it's a way to triple net worth in like seven, you know, seven years or so. Um, and then we were going to talk about uh, Jerry's uh, what Jerry's been doing with uh, futures trading, which is I'm I'm fascinated to to hear about. So, um,
0: which one should we start with? Why don't we start with the investing trifecta?
1: Okay, let's do it. Okay, so uh, I'll I'll launch it, and feel free to to dive in if <clears throat> if you want. But the whole the whole concept behind this is, you know, to to build wealth, it's like a multi pronged approach, right? You've got to do all these things to build wealth and get yourself, you know, healthy from a financial, healthy and strong from a financial perspective, right? You got to, you know, you, yep. you right. You got to watch your, absolutely. Your, right. You got to watch your budget. You got to have, you know, you got to have income coming in, you got to invest properly and all this stuff. So the whole thing with the investing trifecta is to take these three sort of concepts and like, have them all work together to drive your net worth up. And so um, the first one, maybe you, want to, maybe you want to introduce this one, but the first one is dollar cost averaging. Do uh, you want to talk to that one and how you've used that?
0: Sure. I mean, it's, it's kind of an interesting way to invest. It's pretty, you don't need to put a lot of thought into it. And that's kind of the beauty of it. It's very simple. And, and before we even go to that, I should say, you know, the first thing that you should do to triple your net worth, besides the three things we're going to go through, is to save some money and invest.
1: Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. You
0: can't do any of this dollar cost averaging unless you're putting money away each month. So that's probably one of the first keys. And you want to try and automate that. But the dollar cost averaging idea is that every single month you automatically put money in an investment of your choice. And whether or not the market is up or down, you still purchase. So if the market is down really low, uh, of course, you're concerned that the value of your portfolio is going down or the value of that index fund is going down. However, Greg and I are in this for the long term. So if if the index has gone down by a lot, you're actually purchasing at very cheap, low-cost uh, times. And it won't be like that forever, and it will come back up. And so what dollar-cost averaging is doing is basically averaging out – and lowering the cost of the investments that you make every single week, month or year into said index fund. Uh so you're basically buying it at a cheaper price than what the market is probably at at any given time.
1: That was awesome. <laughs> doesn't it, it doesn't it make you cheer like down market days? You know what I mean? It does.
0: It does, right? I mean, at the very least, <laughs> um, I know that I'm. Yeah, I'll I'll go back in time and look at my 401k uh, investments and and transaction dates, and I'll see. You know, I'll, I'm I'm able to pick up more shares of. I I have an S and P 500 index fund in my 401k, and uh, I'm able to pick up more shares of that when the uh, back in March. You know, I was getting a lot more shares than I am today.
1: So m- m- most of you out there, if you have, if you do have access to a four one k or an IRA self directed, where you're putting, you know, you know, let's say you're putting three hundred bucks a month in your Vanguard IRA or your Fidelity or Schwab or whatever you use, um, you know, you're, if if you're just if you have that automated, you're automatically doing this because, like Jerry said, on down market you know days, you're buying more shares, um, and so. So I don't know, I've just found it really handy because during things like the great recession that we lived through, Jerry and I are Gen Xers. So we've lived through like I was I was joking the other day Jerry with um with my wife about how, not joking, but <laughs> that's the wrong word. We were talking about all the like things we've gone through as Gen Xers like um you know the the dot com bust was like kind of at the beginning of our careers, right? Mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And then we had 9/11. Then we had right. the great recession. Now we're doing this pandemic. So it's been like, there's more really huge disruptions in our, yeah. you know what I mean? In our, in our working yeah. We're pretty messed up. We're, we're totally screwed up. Yeah. We're totally screwed up. I mean, you know, drink, <laughs> drink another beer, man. <laughs> All right. But you know, that, that, that's the whole, and that was, that's another whole point of us like coming together and like working together having our blog is like, we're trying to help each other, you know, help everybody and each other in order to like navigate what is, what is not always a very easy environment, right? To like get ahead, yeah, <laughs> to say the least. Right.
0: <laughs> this is a very simple one. I mean, if you have a, a full-time job that offers a 401k, you turn it on and you pick some funds. It could be one fund. It could be multiple funds, whatever you're comfortable with. We could talk about uh, diversification in another episode, but just turn it on and set it and forget it. And let dollar cost averaging do its thing for you. You don't have to really think. And in five or 10 years, you'll look back. If you don't check it every single hour, like I do, um, <laughs> you'll look back on on the account value and hopefully you'll you'll be uh, pleasantly surprised. So we did say it's a trifecta. So
1: that's the first one. So the second thing is, okay, so this is, this is a little bit tricky because not everybody has this luxury and I understand that. And especially in this environment we're in now with the COVID thing, which is getting pretty rough for people. And it's, it's really sad, but if you have a 401k match, that's the second thing that you're going to want to harness to improve your net worth. And so I actually have some statistics here. Um, and I don't know. So these aren't, I got to get these updated for COVID, but when we wrote our article about this, um, 79, 79% of Americans, um, let's see who get the choice to fund a 401k it said only 41% opt to participate so that's pretty disturbing right off the bat a lot of people aren't participating and then it said of that only 32% let's see uh, oh it's 32% of the total workforce has a 401k so that's pretty low um, and I can imagine don't you I, I can imagine that's lower now right with the with the um, pandemic um, yeah so, you know, I, I realize that, you know, not everybody has this. But if you don't, I mean, what I would do if I didn't have it is I and I I did this when I didn't have this at a job, I would I opened a Vanguard account many years ago and just basically had a certain amount um, taken out and, and put in, um, you know, every month. And that just depends on what you can afford. But the idea is if you have access to a to a great tool like this for wealth building, you know, take advantage of it and especially a match because like we've always talked about, that's, that's like free money. That's a hundred percent return on your money. You'll probably never get actually a hundred percent return. Um, so if you are lucky enough, like count your blessings and hopefully that improves for people. Um, but the, and then the third one we talk about, and I don't know if you want to talk about it, Jerry or, uh, commenting on it, but, um, we talked about compound interest, which a lot of people, um, you know don't quite understand but it's um what's there's a famous quote uh and i think it's true i think einstein said it was like one of the wonders of the of you know you know math genius right he said it was like mm-hmm. one of the wonders of math like it was like this this whole concept of compounding and, I, and I'll, I'll try to start by describing it and then maybe you can do it more eloquently but basically it means so if, if you have a dollar that you have invested right and let's say that investment um, becomes $2. Um, the basic concept is then both of those dollars are spinning off interest and it just sort of compounds. It continues, um, over time. I think a lot of this gets really ramped up when you have like dividend reinvestment plans and you start like, you are having that investment reinvest in itself. Um, yeah. and then it's, you know, the power of compounding and Warren Buffett always talks about it too, but I don't know. Do you have a, do you have a, another way of describing it? That's maybe, um, I don't know maybe but a little better.
0: Um the best way that I've heard it described is that every dollar is kind of a little worker bee and uh these dollars that you reinvest kind of go back into your investments and work for you and uh you know they help uh increase the the total amount of return that you're getting. If you if you just take the money out and don't reinvest it and you know go buy a new iPhone with it that's fine and that might be your choice but long <laughs> term uh the the uh the compound interest is going to grow uh dramatically and and it's it's one of the the trifectas for uh for growing your net worth quickly you you that's really such want a great, that that
1: <laughs> man you hit you 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 it's baseball season and you hit it out of the park i love that <laughs> that is so good yeah like every dollar is like is like an employee that's working, you know, for you, or a little worker bee that, that can go out yeah. and like create value, um, over time.
0: Man. The trick right now is really to find, um, investments that provide some yield because the, as we know, the, the treasury yields are very low right now. CDs are insane, low, insanely low. Uh, they're not paying anything. Um, so the, and, and dividends are being kind of pulled away. So unless you're in an aristocrat, a dividend aristocrat fund or a stock that is increasing or at least trying to stay the same. Uh, that is one of the tricks right now of the, the current COVID is just to uh, to try and continue to find investments that uh, are paying dividends and, and yield. Um, yeah, it's interesting jump you bring that. The, yeah, because yeah, yeah. a lot of
1: these, I've noticed a lot of these fang stocks don't. I mean, you get like an. I, I kind of wish Amazon did, but they, they, yeah, they suck all those profits back and do whatever they do with them, right? <laughs> it's yeah, and, yeah. Uh, um, and Apple, Apple pays a small It's the yeah, what? It, it, it,
0: Jim Cramer calls Amazon the Death Star, and it just keeps growing bigger and bigger and taking <laughs> over uh, other things. I thought that was. Funny. I mean, I was
1: thinking. I was thinking a lot about Amazon this week because of those, um, you know, those congressional hearings where all the big tech Titans are up there on the, on the screen. Yeah. And, and you just, yeah, you look at these guys and these companies and they, they pretty much, I mean, they rule the world. I mean, every, and yeah, we, every, every purchase, every click, I mean, is, uh, is, (laughs) you know, uh, I mean, our, our, you know, our blog, we have Google AdSense on our blog.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, but uh, yeah, Amazon, that's, I mean, talk about, talk about really well positioned for, uh, for a pandemic Um we're, we've got a lot of Amazon uh, boxes. We have, we have a continual flow of Amazon boxes Everyone does grocery deliveries. Yes. I mean, Everyone I, does. I, I mean, it, they
0: I, are, they are making out like bandits right now with everybody ordering stuff and being home. And I mean, it's great. They're there, <laughs> but uh, yeah, they're, they're doing really well right now with the, uh, with with the whole uh covid thing everybody's wow. working from home and ordering things and and it's just uh my recycling bin
1: out. cannot keep up i can't keep <laughs> this, the recycling bin fills up um basically the, you know within three hours of when it gets emptied so it's uh yeah oh man it's a weird time it's a weird time so
0: greg on the investment trifecta, can I go back to the 401k match a little bit and talk about a personal story? Yeah, please. So my company, and I'm not going to reveal where I work right now, uh, but my company did take away the 401k match, which was unfortunate. It's kind of like a pay cut in many ways. Uh, so what I did, you know, my wife and I talked over kind of what we were putting away in the 401k and and I had calculated down to the penny exactly how much I needed, like what percentage I needed to pull out of my uh, gross income to allocate to the 401k accounting for the match. So I'd get to the max amount by the end of the year. Mm-hmm. And when, when the company pulled the the match, which hopefully they, you know, they say they're going to return to next year. I really hope that's true. Um, and I will give them the benefit of the doubt, but I increased my, uh, my percentage and it's not the max, unfortunately, because we can't, uh, we can't swing that, uh, but we did increase so we can get additional tax savings, uh, and sort of simulate getting a match, except it's not a match. It's, it's my own, uh, income, but mm-hmm. it's just something to kind of keep an eye on. Um, if your company does do this, you may want to kind of reevaluate, um, how much you're socking away. And if you have the ability to, uh, increase the percentage, uh, that's something I would highly recommend you take a look at.
1: That's a that's a really interesting story. And it, yeah, I, I recall, I think you had mentioned that to me um, a week or so ago. And, uh, you know, in a way, to be honest, I, I even feel bad just kind of talking about it right now because of... What's going on in the world? I mean, you see the, you know what I mean. You see the unemployment yeah, figures.
0: We're lucky to have jobs. We're lucky oh. to have four hundred one ks.
1: I mean, so, so I hope people get that. I totally realize that. You know, some of this stuff. It, the 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 bigger picture point is, you know, that as I said, we now have gone through four major disruptions in our working careers, right and you know, these are, these are existential things, they happen. And so I think the idea is, you know, throw everything you can at, at becoming, um, you know, some level of, of financial independent or some level of financial health. And I'm not saying that's easy. It's not. I mean, I in my book, it's, I, I haven't seen a lot of get rich quick. Um, <clears throat> you know, I guess that happens, but I haven't seen it. Um, <laughs> what, I, what I have seen is people that spend, many, many years, uh, many decades, um, developing the skill sets and the discipline and the emotional, uh, control to, um, you know, create a nice, uh, secure financial life for themselves. And, uh, I, it takes a lot. (laughs) Um, and you know, this, this pandemic, you know, like, like all things will shake out and, uh, Will will affect people. I think like it affect, like you and I. I think we're very much affected. I know I was very much affected by the Great Recession, and I kind of feel like we're living through something like that again.
0: Um, yeah, so, yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Um, for yeah, for those of yeah. you that
1: yeah, the listeners out there. So yeah, I was I was actually uh, at, during the Great Recession, right before it, I was trying to make a bit of a transition. I'm a I'm an artist and a, a painter and illustrator in my spare time. But uh, I was trying to make a transition into kind of an illustration uh, or an artistic career, and I actually was I was putting some um, artwork in galleries uh, and was having a little bit of uh, beginning success with all that. I was finishing up an art degree, and the Great Recession hit. <laughs> so that's that's another podcast. So we'll we'll I'll share that story some other time. But uh, re- you know, it wasn't the greatest time to go into an arts career <laughs> during the Great Recession. <laughs> Hey, let, let's transition over to um, to something that I really know nothing about, but you're learning about uh, futures trading. Do you want to tell us about what you're doing?
0: Yeah, sure. So one of the things I do first before, uh, you know, before kind of going into all the details is looking up what a futures contract is on Investopedia, one of my favorite websites for just kind of getting... Uh, getting uh, straight on the financial terms so what is a futures contract I'm reading this directly from investopedia a futures <laughs> contract is a legal agreement to buy or sell a particular commodity asset or security predetermined price at a uh, at a specified time in the future so sounds like a lot of mumbo-jumbo but but really what it is is it's a tool for People to manage risk for their companies or their um, their endeavors, if you think about uh, farmers who are is that Joey in the background? Yeah, I'm sorry. That's my dog,
1: everybody. You know, we're, we're it's, it's <laughs> pandemic times. We're doing
0: everything at home. <laughs> we'll just edit Joey out in the... In the That's post.
1: okay. Keep him in. It's fun. <laughs> but it, I, it makes you lose your train of thought of futures. Sorry. Not go at go all. Ahead. Not at all.
0: No, I, I was saying that um, farmers basically can't predict the weather. And so if they're growing corn every year, every season, you know, there's some sort of predictable... Uh, cycle every year that they go through, but sometimes there's droughts. Sometimes there's lots of rain. Sometimes it's just average. And so they don't know exactly how that's going to work out and they still have obligations and they have businesses to run and they don't want to have that, um, huge losses. I mean, I'm sure they'll be happy to take the huge uh, profits if it's, uh, if it's an extremely rainy season for these crops, um, but definitely, um, definitely what they what they do is they hedge. And and so futures were created. So farmers and, uh, you know, people and other types of businesses with commodities like oil and whatnot could could in advance smooth out their their revenue and their profit and loss. So it would be a little bit more predictable what uh, what they would make. Uh, By the end of the year, Uh, airlines also another good example when explaining futures to people, they don't know the price of gas and oil if it's going to go up or down, but they have businesses to run. And so one of the things they'll do is they'll hedge and they'll be able to kind of keep keep an eye on what the future cost of gas or oil is going to be and they'll they'll put these transactions in place. Either they'll go long or they'll go short based on what they think is is going to happen. Uh, so they can kind of keep an average cost of what the fuel costs are uh, moving forward. And that's kind of where they came from, uh, I think, back in the 1800s when they started. What what do, what do you think of that, Greg? That's wild. And that's a really good description.
1: And, so, and what I think is really cool, Jerry, is that we're doing like a it's really cool to kind of do this thing because you've got like the investing trifecta, which is like, hey, that's like a really straightforward way that you could invest, you know, blah, blah. But then you've got this whole thing. If you, you know, if you want to do more advanced stuff like the futures trading, I think it's really fascinating. I mean, so um, so can you walk me through kind of like one you've done and, and maybe, again, you know, break it down like I call it Barney style, like <laughs> Barney. Know, like very basic <laughs>
0: I love you. <laughs> you love <me. laughs> we used to play that over. for our daughters. <laughs> <laughs> I'll edit that out. Definitely. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, there are basically there's when, when people first think about futures, they think about commodities, maybe or oil. Uh, but there's also index based features, which is our, our, our fun friend, the spy or the S and P 500. You can, you can, uh, You can basically go long or go short. And so I've been, the problem with futures, though, is that they are used, they're really not initially, initially, they weren't designed for retail investors. Uh, They take a lot of capital to really leverage them Mm. uh, effectively. Um, But one of the things that I've been doing is playing around with uh, Tastyworks, and they've launched a new small exchange and they have uh, three or four different products right now that allow the little guy uh, to dabble in these in these futures. That's cool. Uh, one of the, yeah, yeah. Because with, with futures, one of the uh, one of the issues is that every single tick, like if you go from five point one to five point two, you know that sounds like a very small amount of money, but really it could be five hundred dollars. Per tick or something mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so um you know and and the uh the chicago mercantile exchange has created a uh a smaller product called the micros so they basically reduce the size of the futures from uh you know thousands of dollars to hundreds of dollars so one tick is is now closer to uh in some products it can be as low as a dollar or a dollar 25 other products it could be Five dollars. Let me ask you um, a question.
1: Do do you know then going into it your max loss or and max profit? Do you have a oh of that?
0: I, I don't have a max profit per se. I, I should have a better trading plan. But what I what I do like to do is go in and have a um, a mental stop um, mm. at a given point. I right now with these futures, it my stop losses are anywhere from twenty dollars to two hundred dollars depending on the the situation uh whether i'm you know in it for a few minutes or i'm in it for hours or days that that, that really depends i'll give myself a little more leeway okay um one of the futures that i've been experimenting with is the is the uh it's called the small 75 and what uh the small exchange folks have done is they've taken 75 different stocks all household names that you would know about But they're looking at the most volatile stocks out there on purpose because they want to create uh, tradable ranges that people can go in. And when something goes down a lot, the idea is that it will very quickly turn around and go back up. And if something is really up high, it will probably turn around and go back down very low. Mm -hmm. Um, That's kind of like a mean reversion style of trading where you where you buy something where you feel like it's overextended, oversold, or overbought, and you 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 know you look at your technical indicators or whatever sentiment indicators that uh, you prefer, and and you enter the trade hoping that it kind of reverts back to where it should be, kind of the averages. It'll it'll revert back to where the market naturally thinks it should be at a at a given time. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 a very interesting product and it can be used for two different things one is hedging as i was saying earlier for the corn and gasoline examples for farmers and and airlines but it can also be used as speculating uh if you know that the price of corn is going to go up because every year in july and august uh you know the prices of corn for the past 30 years have gone up you might want to go long corn and buy uh by a uh, a small future, it's called the forward slash XCUO. Mm. Right now, it's trading for three hundred and fifteen point eight seven five. Uh, and if if you want to hang on to that, and you think the coin's going to go up in August, you could purchase that, sit on that, and wait. Each tick is worth a dollar twenty five. Um, mm. If you think there's drought coming, mm-hmm. and you think this year is going to be different, you could sell those. And you could profit from it going down.
1: Do you have a sense of percentages, or is it more of a, I mean, kind of, is it is it like your gut or reading in the paper? Or...
0: Yeah. Well, you can go to the. Um, there are tons of agricultural websites uh, that have data about the weather forecast, and and there's the the USDA reports that come out every few months or weeks that explain kind of how the planting's been going. And there's more data than you can possibly imagine out there on, (laughs) on every aspect of every commodity. I tried to go long on corn thinking it would come back up, uh, on, but on the 28th of July, I decided I had lost enough money. It was $85. So I, uh, I, I, uh, I was long corn and it just, it was just going down, down, down. So it hit kind of my mental stop and I got out of that trade and I've been watching it because I'm waiting for it to kind of show a little bit of, uh, I'm waiting for it to kind of turn around a little bit. And and I think it will come back up eventually, but right now is not the time. The, the other, uh, transactions I've been doing, I've been playing with the U S dollar and I've been playing with, uh, currencies and so the the U.S. dollar right now has been going down for a long time and weakening. And there's a lot of theories around that, uh, you know, stimulus bills and, mm-hmm. and, and global events and whatnot. But mm-hmm. as the dollar tends to go down, other currencies that are compared to the dollar, like the um, Aussie dollar, Australian dollar, or the euro will go up. So and we're, is-
1: we're, we're, we're we're printing a lot of dollars, right? <laughs> Sorry. We are,
0: we are. So yeah. that makes them <laughs> worth a lot less. Yeah. Um, and you need more of those dollars to purchase gold and silver and other commodities. So it's, it's fascinating how all this stuff is interrelated. Mm. Uh, the other day I had my screen set up and I put a, uh, a Euro and I put a U.S. dollar index on the same daily chart and they're just completely inverse of each other. And so as one goes up, the other goes down. As one goes down, the other goes up.
1: You know, I just and I I just do not see any normal in sight until the virus is under control.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: You know, yeah. I think that's just the reality of everything. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, time will tell. 150 uh, vaccine candidates out there right now. Um, so we'll see how, how it goes. But that's amazing. In one episode, we went from uh, uh, dollar cost averaging investing trifecta to futures. I think it's pretty cool, actually.
0: That's pretty it cool. Is. It's sort of like uh, going from like MC Hammer to uh, Mozart in the same uh, <laughs> musical playlist here. It's completely Which... uh, completely different things.
1: I, that's a great analogy. That is <laughs> a great analogy. But you know what? That, that's, that's the way it was when we'd go to Longhorns and, you know, we would talk about all kinds of crazy stuff. But you know, it was all, you know, that's, but that's half the battle I think with, and again, that's why we started writing this blog. It was to learn ourselves and to Mm -hmm. teach others because again, there's just, there's so much to learn about investing and managing our money and personal finances that people are never taught. Right. Right. Never. I mean, and so I don't know. We're just yeah got to get the word and, out People and that's the beauty watch. of these uh
0: i mean there's there's paper trading there are lots of different ways to get involved with uh with futures and and trying things out most most sites, i think even investopedia and others will let you uh paper trade, which is you don't lose any money and you can just try buying and selling futures and see how you do
1: well, I'm curious to see
0: how that's going to shape up, but I do the, like the small I do like the smalls the small exchange, because uh, really every single tick is $1, which is which is really uh, inexpensive. And I, I paid the $100 fee to get their data feeds for life. Uh, so that makes the transactions really cheap as well, kind of for the rest of my life to, to be able to trade these things. Uh, what they need is more users, uh, more volume, more liquidity. And then I think they're going to be pretty cool i think they're going to grow fast and they're going to be uh pretty cool products
1: i've been uh
0: keeping track one of the one of the key things i like to do is just keep track of all my trays all my metrics and for the month of july um humble bragging here but uh I, i had 12 wins and five losses so 17 trades in total, 71% of them were winners and 29% were losers. And the, so the average, I mean, I basically made $149. Uh, and that works out to me winning $403 and losing 254. If I can, uh, just...
1: if I, if I could add though, um, you know, people can see your trades on our, on our blog, The Money Vikings. So go to themoneyvikings.net because, uh, you put your trades, a lot of your trades you put up there.
0: Yeah, I do. Uh, when I was on vacation, I was doing it daily and and now not so much. But uh, I will try to put a few more in that are interesting, not just the winning ones, but also losing ones.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's awesome. So, man, the time goes fast, Jerry.
0: <laughs> it does. It does.
1: <laughs> oh, till next week, I guess. Let's see what happens, right?
0: <laughs> That's right. That's right. Hopefully well, it'll be an interesting week. Um, I, I will say that I'm I'm looking at uh, some earnings trades for next week too, and uh, just be aware there's there's we're still right in the middle of earnings season and there's a lot of really interesting companies that are reporting a couple to highlight Beyond Meat, Twilio, uh, Roku, Regeneron, Papa John's, Dropbox, Datadog, Noble Energy, Kronos. So keep an eye on things basically for the equities that you do have in your portfolio, make sure you're aware if they're reporting earnings or not, because those have the uh, tendency to make the stocks go up or down quite a bit. And if you're uh, doing options trading on them, enjoy the, uh, the fun that the uh, iron condors or strangles short strangles will bring you with these things. Cause uh, y- you can, you uh, can, can have a lot of interesting outcomes from uh, this week once once the the week's over. Oh, and Moderna too, one of our favorites. Oh yeah, White there you go in the square and CVS. So in, I'll leave it at that
1: in the vaccine race. Yeah. Well, you know what? I really look forward to talking with you every week. This is awesome. Me too. Yeah. yeah. And uh, thank you to our. Uh, I think we have like ten listeners now. By the way, <laughs> I think we added two. Yeah. Uh, so we have like yeah. ten listeners now. So thank you to all of you to all ten of you. And, uh, um, have a great week and, uh, we'll talk, we'll talk next week.
0: Sounds good, man. Take care. Okay.
1: <laughs> See you, Jerry. Bye. Bye.